One-Time-Run-Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm Jesse Corey, co-founder and CEO of One-Time-Run. On November 1st of 2020, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary of publishing. And this month, I'm sitting down with several of the artists that have inspired and shaped our story to give an inside look into our process and our relationships. Today's guest is Gregory Siff, whose studio and practice is based in Los Angeles. And his artworks are included in Swiss Beats, The Dean Collection, alongside Deitch Projects, inside the Santa Monica Museum of Art, and at Siren Studios. He was selected by Vans Custom Culture to be one of their art ambassadors and is currently one of the 20 Tops 2020 artists that has been reimagining classic baseball cards as limited edition collectibles. Over the years, we have collaborated with Gregory to publish a series of editions, and I have enjoyed each project as his energy and general happiness is infectious. His loose and childlike styles of illustration tell a story of his experiences and the world he's most influenced by. Let's listen in on the conversation. Welcome back. Uh, Jesse Corey here. Um, today, we're um, talking one-on-one with Gregory Siff. Um, Gregory, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I live for it's this. Fun. Yeah, it's funny because when we first got onto the Zoom call before we, we got it recording, you mentioned that we had uh, never really met in person. And, and I, I it's so weird because I feel like we know each other intimately. 10 years of transferring art into it to images to people and we haven't spoke but we have been working through you know the through the through the lines of of the world man it, it's been really an incredible ride it really has and i was i was reflecting too is that uh you know we i remember sitting in my very first office in back of our small gallery 323 east and i remember explicitly a phone call we had and talking about the first edition that we were going to create and so i mean that was like all those years ago um to see where we are today it's pretty amazing I, it, for me it, it's amazing because it started out as um i started out as a lover of art and then doing putting stickers and making street art and then your revoke print came out um that i completely that, that I, I mean, I started out as like a fan in this and I was like, wow. I, and I, my first print that I got from you guys was the, uh, was that print. And then I was just going so, so hard on, on, on art and everywhere I would go from New York and LA putting stickers up and putting faces up. And, and I, and I was like, you think one X room would want to make a print with me? You know, like that's, that was that, that's what, that's that, uh, that fire, that hunger. So to see it turn into that, that phone call and, and that coming true. And then the first prints that we made together, one of those paintings is in the collection of, of risk and which is the, the original canvas, the infamous one. And then there's the other canvas that's with my great friend and huge artist in, in um, film design and television set designer, artist, decorator, Peter Gursky, and the B infamous originals live in their collections. And I love that everybody got a chance to get that because of you guys. I learned so much about prints and art and, 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 um, and collecting through you. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned that you started off as a fan 
but that's kind of how we started. Um, I remember the first time I, I sent an email to Dave Kinsey and I said, I want to publish an art print. And he like responded. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't even imagine like, you know, these are people that we uh, idolized. And I think, you know, reflecting on, on 10 years and collaborations, and I'm so honored to continue to work together with all of these people over this whole time period. It's so cool. But to think that you, that anybody that's a fan can become a part of a movement and they can have a career within this scene, what does it take? It takes hard work and dedication every day, day in and day out. That's what you've proven to me with your craft. So like, just tell me about like your day. Like you get up, you grind. I mean, there's no stopping, right? No, I find myself in these pools in the studio and it's like, they happen like when you get over that eight hour or 10 hour, 12 hour mark where there's this, it's like you're in a pool of, 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 of your life. And once you get addicted to it, the studio practice is, is every day. I mean, when I lay my head down, I'm like, what am I going to do tomorrow in the studio? Or the, it, it, it comes from a sound or a color or, or your partner in life, you know, I'm, uh, it, it's, it comes through you all the time. And I, I think that that's what's part. It, it starts with the love of it. When, when, when you have the love of it, you just don't want to leave it. And that's what it, that's why you find yourself, I, you know, surrounded by your friends on the wall. And then you, I, I'm in the studio talking to these guys and I'm talking to myself. It, it's really the relationship with art is something that, um, Oh, it, it's your best friend. And, and <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is hard work. And, but the, what the thing is, is you do it every day. Right. And you just start doing it every day and your hand starts to take on its own, you know, your heart and your hand connect at this level that when, when you do the hours, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it. It's, it's just, it's necessary for you to be who you are. And that's what I love about looking at all the different prints we've done and, and coming up to, to, to where we are now, there's a maturity in it. And even, even, um, even as I love to keep a youthful way, the way that I create, I'm on the ground, on my knees, like a kid drawing in, 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 in his, in his room and, and his mom's like, it's time to go to sleep. And you're just want to keep going. I, I, I just approach it like that every day. Like, like this is, this is my favorite part about, about, about being on this earth and then, and then sharing that with people, sharing the work mm. and, and seeing how, how, how you can connect with, you know, um, I always think is one of my biggest inspirations is Jean-Michel Basquiat. And I read in a book once that he, when he dated Madonna, he was a little jealous of Madonna because, you know, a painting, you put a painting on the wall and it's in the room and there would be a photo of it and people could come around there. But when it's Madonna, you're on stage, you're on rec records, you travel the world. It was such a big audience. And I, I feel like if, you know, as the, you know, screen printing was around in the eighties in New York and, and, and prints, but now there's such a way that your, your, your voice and your heart amplifies on so many levels and one X run, uh, for 10 years of doing that, like you reverberated on so many walls and so many homes. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm, I'm honored that from the beginning, I, 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 I loved what you were, were doing. And I just was like, well, why don't I ask? Like I have a show coming up 11, 11, 11. And it helped me like you guys 
also give the artist, I'm creating a story in a show, and then I'm also getting to, to share that with more people. And I've seen as the value of art and what prices of paintings cost and as things change and brings me to Keith Haring, you know, artists for everyone. And I feel like Keith and Jean and everybody, uh, artists love what you've created, Jesse. Yeah, man. Thank you. I mean, that's, um, you know, when we think back and we look at like, you know, the people that inspired us, which, you know, I wrote a little letter to the editor. We're coming out with our first um, zine. It's going to be a newspaper. And, you know, it's just like the the part of the the letter that we wrote that Dan and I put together was that, you know, we were just like two kids in Detroit that really didn't have an outlet to the rest of the world besides like blogs or, you know, some website or, or some way that we found on a message board. But we were able, we knew that there was little scenes happening. People were expressing themselves. And, and, and let's just call it counterculture is the bucket, right? Like they're expressing themselves in a way that was like maybe not part of the mainstream. Um, and now to see that like, it's so easy to connect with people. And, um, and now that's amplified and, and made the movement even bigger. But the one consistent part that I realized is that it's the love and care and compassion and consideration and empathy that goes into what you do that people connect with immediately. And I think that's the, that's the, the through line for this, like publishing art prints wasn't like, how do we make money? It was like, how do we get people, how do we do something outside of our four walls of our gallery? How do we connect with a larger audience? I remember I was one of the first 10 or 15 releases that we did was a skew, you know, and uh, you know, we had followed him and, and he, you know, he's in New Zealand, which is like in the middle of nowhere relating to the rest of the art world. And he had established himself as a really important graffiti writer, but but, I, you know, when, when he emailed us back and was like, I'll do it. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Right. And so what 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 you said, I think, in, in encapsulating it is that it's not it's more than like a project or it's more than an art print. It's like it's that we transcend our passion and passion and love for this and all of that through an email. I mean, people can see it. Completely. Right. Uh, completely. It's not about the number. I mean, that's the last thing that you're looking at. It, it's about, I mean, lifting up. These, these are crazy choices. We've decided to to go to a, to a room that looks like our heart where we unload everything we have and we come out with this relic and we're like, look at this. And we want to share it with everybody. And when when someone when someone connects, it doesn't matter. It's like, wow, you, you understand, you understand my heart or you respect it. It's, it's a shared, it's a shared, actually you, you, you guys said it perfect with the Ricky Powell collaboration, which that was so humble to work with Ricky and to, and to paint on those historic photos, which one of my favorite parts of working with you guys. But I think what was the, what was the name of that series? It was called um, a shared, not a shared energy, um, a mutual respect. <laughs> mutual respect. I love that. When I saw it come up, I was like, what a great title it is. It's like, I'm saying, thank you. You're saying, thank you. It's just this cyclical, like, you know, complete, complete thing. And, um, yeah, I think that, that, that that's what I was saying about that was the, was that, that you, you, we're not looking at the numbers. We're looking at Oh yeah. So when askew got that email, he must've been like, yeah, man, when someone says that, like they, they, it could be, you could be drawing in a notebook on a subway train and someone looks over next to you and goes, that's cool. You know, that get gives you a little bit of varnish on you that you're like, 
I can keep doing this. I, I, I got this, you know, like human beings help each other out. Artists help each other out. And I feel like that the, with the skate decks and what you've done, it, it, it isn't, it, this isn't like competition. Like who's got the best one. It's like, we're here and it's all like, where, who do you respond to? What's on your playlist? And that's why I love, it's so cool to, to scroll down and even like, you, there's no wall space. There's never any wall space, but if something pops up and you're like, I, I like this guy's story. I, you know what? I'm going to save this one. This will go in the thing and, or, or maybe I'll put it up, but there's something here, you know? And a lot of, a lot of the artists that you are young artists or, or all different, all different. You, there's no, there's no discrimination on in the work that you feature from, you know, you got Ron Ron English. And then, and you've got guys that are figuring it out. And I feel like you caught me in a stage where I was figuring out where my narrative was and my story, because I found art through, you know, I always loved comics and color and, and, and painting. My mom always brought me to museums and things, but I found it through when life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to, when life was happening, like, you know, losing my dad and then figuring out, well, now what, or like career paths think when you're in like that kind of, you know, vice grip of what do you do with your life? I found art and that came to, to be what it is. And you 10 years is like, that's a decade of every day. No joke. Creating at least one thing, if not 10 things come and just, you know, living in your script. Man, I mean, I couldn't say it much better than that. I mean, I have reflected on my past, um, all the, of the ups and downs um, quite a lot in the last year. And, um, and yeah, it really truly is a script and like it plays out like a movie. And, and I couldn't be um, more happy with the, with the story that's being told because I think as a publisher, uh, I didn't really realize like what a publisher was or, you know, um, I didn't really know what it meant to be a publisher. And, and we just kind of like putting up art prints and, you know, we kind of just let it be what it was. But I think now reflecting on it, like when we go out and publish some of these early editions by artists that maybe just arrive in America or just had their first art show or whatever. And now they've gone on to like have really, really robust careers. You realize that the past is so important. And when you're in the present, thinking about the past is cool. Um, but I want to fast forward up to the present, which I think is really interesting is that, um, when we, we worked on the skateboard, uh, release in the middle of the summer and through that process, we were kind of going back and forth and I was like, okay, my hypothesis for our 10 year show was to play homage to, um, whatever art movement you found to be inspiring to you. And when I thought, when I was, we were texting back and forth and I was like, dude, you are the perfect epitome of that because your mentors, the people you look up to are contemporaries that are currently alive. And then there's people that are, are from the past. So like you line up to both of those scenes. And so, um, you know, bringing it full circle to where you are today, what you've been up to. Um, I know the tops 2020 projects have been huge. You've got an art show coming up. Like you're just making art every day. Like, give me a snapshot of like, just what's going on, you know, today or tomorrow this week for you. Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot of great, great things going on. I'm about to get on a plane um, in the morning and go to New York City to go to like the first event since all of the, you know, the situation we're in, the current climate of the world. 
going to Times Square to the MLB store to do an appearance for the Tops 2020 project. And I just did a Dwight Gooding card and artist Blake Jameson, a really cool artist and great dude that I've become very close with only through, we haven't met in person yet, but over the span of the year, uh, his Jeter card releases. And we're going to, we're going to meet some of the people who, who have been like supporting and loving the project. Um, I'm working on a show right now. Um, that's going to be in Miami with Lisa at the 4am gallery with Avery Andin at art life. And it's going to be in Miami in December. And I'm working on a whole new series of work that I'm, I'm, I haven't tried yet, but I'm, I'm merging like some, some new, new styles and old styles together. And I'm excited to, to go, you know, had an opportunity to do a show earlier in the year. And I just want my shows turn out to be like, parties but but like huddles they the people like i came off of the show in tampa with cast contemporary and the tampa museum of art out there and i made this room where everybody went inside and it was like a, a letter to my dad in 3d and my, my 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 shows become very um you know engaging and 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 very participatory so i'm just trying to so I'm working on that show. I'm doing that with Tops Project 2020 has been one of the biggest rushes uh, uh, of, of the year. Like it, it's been giving me exercises in art every day. I mean, we have 20 artists, 20 different cards. Um, there's so many cool dudes that are involved in this and their point of view and their perspective of baseball. Uh, so, so that's what's going on. Lisa and I are always in 4am gallery she's always whatever she tries to bring to me she always says this thing she says come with something hot because energy you you get a certain amount of energy right but instead of saying yes to everything go pick the things that mean a lot to you and then give them all that love Mm. like instead of going well we can make money here or we could do this and that and that and that like let's focus in and she's really honed in on, you know, we were, we worked with St. Laurent in Paris and we've worked with, um, I mean, dream come true stuff. Uh, uh, did Ty Dolla Sands album covers. And so, yeah, that's, that's a, what's going on is I'm in baseball card card world and creating a new show. Um, and then what else? Uh, yeah. Um, when I think about it, oh yeah, I got uh, a re- I did a really cool painting that uh, from the time at the Tampa Museum of Art in, in Tampa, I, I did a painting that's going to be for their hundred year centennial celebration, which is going to I donated it to the museum for their uh, upcoming gala, and that's going to be a, a really big a big moment, and it's going to go to you know more more programs for art, education, um, raising awareness and the museum and cast contemporary are it, it, you know what I noticed and like talking to you today and everything, the more you do it and the more you love it, the more you meet people who, who also love it. Um, and that's like, that's the team that I'm playing with is just lovers of art and the I'm, and even my girl, Brittany Palmer, she's, she's an artist. And like, I love someone who, who loves to make art. And, and it's, it's just every, it's in every fiber of my day. 
And I try to capture that in, in that, in the current piece in, and, um, my, my works have taken on this kind of, um, journal, like these, these, these journal entries of somebody's year, day, moment. And, and I try to, to do past, go back to the past and, you know, live in the present, but then also put future manifestations in those things to see those things come true. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a really, if you look in some of the stuff and then I'll look back to some of these things that come to life through it, it it's awesome. And, and the, yeah, I'm just thinking of our whole catalog that, that we've, you've guys been there on all of my big shows. I've always, Lisa's always said, let's give one X run a call and, and let's tell them we're doing a show because there's something to be, I could look back at our prints and I could see the different moments. And I also thought it was cool that you also were like, you have any original pieces? Like there's, there's, there's actual, it's not just about, you know, the reproductions or a lot of the stuff is hand embellished. A lot of the stuff is one of one and it's just, have I been talking? <laughs> no, I mean, it's very playful. You know, that's the whole thing is that we, we, I think like when I, when I, when it's funny, I've been having, I've had a lot of conversations with different artists that we collaborate with. And, you know, at the, at the genesis of it is that, that I'm inspired by their inspiration. And so that kind of drives me in my motivation. And so when we like, think about like, Oh man, what what if he gave us a handful of sketches? Like that's not a commodification of the art. That's saying that I know that there's a subset of collector that wants um, graphite on paper, right. and that that maybe one because I I'm you know just by participating in the scene and and dealing with. Um, and having experiences with, with collectors is you start learning that like different people like different things. You know, some people just want artist proofs, uh, you know, um, or, you know, every, every kind of, you know, different style of collecting exists. And so, and then you think about like um, the collectors that, um, that support one time running all the artists, um, they go from, you know, uh, a small art budget to, you know, somebody who collects, um, you know, very expensive artworks. And so we found, and this is a really interesting um, kind of tidbit is that uh, even people that are very wealthy that buy very expensive paintings, they still love one time run because it's a fun game. They like going there and getting it. They like winning. It's like, it's fun. And it's, it's, it's fun to get it in the drop. And then it's also cool too, because when people want to decorate or want to fill their home and they want art or whatever, and you know, if you think about it, if you're not looking in the right, there's not a lot of great, if you don't know, you can be hanging up posters and things. If you, but uh, it's a great education by going on that website and going on and, and reading about the artists and finding those different, those different connectors. And a cool thing that you just said is one of my best friends, um, uh, Scott Friedman, he, he loved, he, he loved my art. And he said, you know, my dad has these, has this print of, of Salvador Dali. It's an artist proof. And, and he said, you know, we, we, we became friends at the same time and we both lost our dads at the same time, but we were connected on a lot of different things. And he's like, I know you, I know you love this Dali. I'd like to trade this for you for an original. And I was like, okay. And then it we got this house and we put it in the house and framed it and, the, and it looks beautiful. It like reunites the whole house. It's, it's, it's this, 
it's the barometer woman in the sun with the, with the clock body and it's gorgeous. It's golden. And he came over to see it and he's like, you got it up there. And it was like, these prints become other ways of, of trading, connecting with people and then living on when we're not here. Cause when I look at that Dali print, I look at some of the prints that we've done together. I'm like, you know, when I'm not here, I mean, that, that painting I made for my friend, he's going to give that Scott, he's going to give it to his daughter. And then his daughter's going to have that. And then these things remain. And I, I find that it's just like the, the, what you do is like a vibrating legacy that goes on that, that we're, that we're here. And it's, it's funny like that. I imagine his dad, like going, I love Dali and his dad making his first big deal. Like, and he's like, I want to buy this. And now it's in the house and it's like, it doesn't end, you know? It's, no, it's, the creativity does not end at the time that you publish. And that's dissemination, right? So you did the dissemination of um, your creativity across hundreds of people, across dozens of countries. I mean, that is like very pervasive. Like, yeah, you could have followers um, in social media, but I mean, the account goes away. You know, you know, people don't go to my space, your MySpace page anymore, right? So, right. you know, those things kind of are fleeting. They're not permanent. And when you go through to to like a, a a smaller city, you go to their museum. Most of their most important works would be reproductions, prints, um, plates, uh, etchings. Etching. Uh, I learned a know, lot of etchings when prints. They exist in those collections, and they're their most proud, prominent moment. So you think like, okay, there's like, um, there's op times you see articles where people are like, this is my prize piece of my collection. It's a Basquiat print. And you know, it's like something that makes me most people can't afford, but like, that's their most prized piece. And it's an addition. So, so I think there is some real value to additions. Now I'm learning that it has a legacy value to it. But I think more than that, it's how do we, so when you touch it, like you touch the print, you sign it, like, and then we transfer that. That's different than like some other website where it's like, you can print any image you want. You can put it on whatever you want. You put on a koozie. Um, and that's cool. And I think that's a format for that because I love that idea. Like pick my favorite art and get it on a pillow and have it shipped to my house. But the essence of the tradition of, of printmaking, even though sometimes we use um, contemporary methods like digital printing, it's still the essence of the pen and pencil on the paper and the transfer of like, I am honoring this to be transferred to you. And it's a part of me. Yes. There's a complete, there's a complete uh, respect of the tradition and, and the prints do embody that they come, we, we print them, whether some you, you print them, we, um, there's all different levels of it. I, that's what I was really cool. Cause I printed some prints and sent them to you guys. And, and then, um, the, the CEOs came and it, it, there's always that transfer of energy and, and the right kind of, uh, the, the right kind of tradition that, and the, the COA is a really cool part for, for me. And I'm stacking up all those. And the <laughs> I mean, over 10 years, whenever I see something on your site and uh, I, I, my girl is like, we don't need another print. It's like, I'm, it's like, I'm up and I'm like, yeah, but this is something, something great. But so I got um, a question for you. Did you, did I send you one of those, um, uh, something special from Detroit prints? Yes. Yes, you did. That came with, I think when I got the, uh, when I got the, the acid tabs of, um, of Shepherd Ferry, 
that was so in there. it's funny because so uh i i came up with this idea last year that i wanted to send a gift to our top 300 customers and i sat down and i hand wrote 300 letters and when we i pulled like the sheet of like some of our top collectors and you were one of them like on act like it wasn't like oh send send gregory one of these and so i would like to touch on that because that's really interesting because a lot of times um you know we'll be in the office and they'll be like uh, Gregory Sift just bought another print and everybody's like, man, he buys a lot of prints from us. And so one, thank you. Uh, yeah. Two, what do you do with all that stuff? And tell us about your relationship as a customer, not as just a, as a collector, as not, not just as an artist on the platform, because I think you, you take the bag on that. You've bought more prints than any artist we've ever worked with. Wow. Cool. I did not know that. <laughs> um, well, as you can see, I'm in this area right now of, there's, there's originals and prints and stuff from One X Run. And I I have, so the studio for me being out in LA and I've lived here for 10 years now, that's another thing too. When I decided to move to LA full-time is like, I decided to be the artist. I start, decided to be, you know, find who I am. And um, I, I was working out of a place called the Tree House, which is this little apartment, studio apartment. It's next to Tree that actually in, in our new piece together, one of my inspirations, Louis Canizaro, he's, he's working out of the tree house and he's taken that over as his, as his spot. So in the tree house, I had this like kitchen and I would just, anytime I saw a piece of art that moved me and it could be in the most simple way, like some art is like a quick conversation. And that's some of them are, some pieces are in more detailed. I just created this kind of area because I was in this one space where I slept, I painted. It was a studio. It was actually like a bachelor, but it has the kitchen. So whenever I would go into the kitchen, I'd have this room that I could take a break from my work and just be around things that, you know, that got me nostalgic and things that inspired me. And a lot of that stuff in the beginning was stuff that was amazing for me. Like, like, seeing Revoke go to Detroit and, and paint that, um, the church. And then also, I mean, there was a lot of the, the Ricky Powell, Warhol and Basquiat, uh, photo that he snapped on, in Soho. Uh, when I, when that became available, I got that on the, on the, on the aluminum. And I, then mm -hmm. I, that, the big one, I, I wanted the presence. I wanted that there. I wanted the presence in, in the room of, the of people that I looked up to and, and it made me hungry. Like, that's why I was like, I could do this. Like, I, why don't you get out there? Why don't you discover it a little more? Because in the beginning, you know, you, you just, it's always, there's no mistakes, right? But there, there's a, there's a point where your voice completely sh sharpens and everything that you love about art from walking through museums and looking at Rothko's and Pollock's and, and, and seeing, coming to LA and seeing retina and, and risk and revoke. And then, then like, where do I fit? I'm not a graffiti artist. I'm not one of these guys that would like, and there's just something in the studio where it just clicks. And I feel like mm -hmm. having that co collection around me and, and saying, well, well, maybe I can be one of the greats one day, you know, like there's that, there's that like little kid, like in the little league uniform, that's just like, well, maybe I could play for, you know, the Mets one day. And, and that's all my life. Like the, the archetypal hero of, I wanted to be in movies and I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a movie star and, and I, or, or I wanted to, 
I wanted to play for the New York Mets. All these dreams and all this stuff happens to your life. And then you just find yourself in with paint on your hands, on your knees, in the studio, in, in, in an apartment. And you're like, I guess this is who I am. So that was, that was kind of like, it was an, it is an addiction to, to get those pieces and to place them together. And then, and then, yeah, thinking about one day when I have, when, when I have a house where I can like, it's not just a little kitchen anymore where these pieces can breathe. And like, this has been the first year after 10 years of hard work. And my mom was always like, you know, you're, you're renting, you're renting, you're, you get something, get something. And my girl and I were like, Let, let's just do it. And it got a house that has places to paint. And it, it just like, if you stick with something and, you know, just unrelentlessly pour your heart into it, I promise you that it will respond back to you with as much love as you give it. I, I want to ask you this question and I don't know how to get the answer, but you just answered it. So your story is so enduring to me because when, you know, when we started publishing, we were, had people that we aspired to work with. And, and I think, you know, they, there's a, you know, a saying in graffiti is today's toy is tomorrow's king. So you never can count somebody out, right? Like if that kid stills going out there and grinding, like it doesn't matter. He will find his style. He will find his, it, he will find, he will sharpen his pencil. He will create his identity. But it's like, if he just did it for a week, he would probably still be a toy, right? And if he did it for a month, he might be a little bit better. But after a decade, like if he, if he's still doing it or they are still doing it, then that becomes this identity, right? And so your story is so enduring to me. And that's why I, I reached out to you to ask you if you could convey that through this print that we're going to release as a part of the 10-year collection. Could you encapsulate both the present and the past and all of your experiences that brought you to you know where you are today? That is so unique and cool because nobody that I know has that kind of a story. Everybody's like wanted to be somebody or they tried really hard, but nobody was so I guess so childlike in their process was um, was growing. You said, you know what? I'll grow up and I'll stand next to the I'll stand next to the big sluggers. And then you know, I saw recently you're over at Risk Studio, which I know you've probably been friends with them for a, a long time. Um, but the point is that like you sit on the you sit next to those guys, not below them, or you sit next to your the, the people that you're honored by, you know, not behind them. And so. Um, yeah, I mean, so did you ever feel uncomfortable in that situation? Or do you ever feel like I shouldn't be here? Like, cause that's the whole thing is like, when I, when I go to an event and I feel like I've accomplished something, I don't really feel like, I mean, there's always somebody that's got more than you, you know, that's the whole world's like that, right? It's like, you know, you got a fast car, well, somebody's got a faster one, right? It's the world. But do you feel, how do you feel in those situations now? Do you still feel like you're look up to them or you feel like you're an equal? Like where, where do you kind of fit in that? Oh, always looking up to, always looking up to Kings like, like that when, when, when we first got together and, and it was just about having a beer and like talking art and loving it. And that turns into like, maybe we should paint a mural together. And I was still finding my voice too. I was still in this like abstract zone and this zone of where I loved, you know, I just, I just was just loving everything that was around me. And, and I guess for, for me, it's always, I've, it's never enough. And I'm, I'm, I still don't even see it as that. Like I, I, 
I'll be able to go to his studio and my mind is blown because like everybody is just I, a funny thing that one of my friends once said to me was just like, uh, you know, you're just getting started. And this was like two years ago. And I was like, you're right. It, it, I feel like if you always feel like you're just getting started, you don't get into that space where you're content. I mean, I feel like the artist that's from, you know, Picasso living to 91 or 92 and, and, and Cy Twombly and um, it just always wanting to go bigger or go in different mediums and different, try different things and just be prolific and try different print forms. Yeah. Like monotype prints. I learned through uh, um, uh, Macanati and uh, he's an artist that I, I, I met through um, Tony and uh, just a lot of names. There's just, just, there's just what I would, what, what I loved about it was that I, in the beginning and through when you meet another artist, you can always, you, you can always uh, learn something from them but you'll never beat them because the, their their whole instrument in, is on is is on their their path, and that's I got I guess hanging out with them, and I never you know when I met when I met these guys in the beginning I was you know I, I was the bit known gallery and and eclipse and just going into that gallery I was like I I just all of that energy from graffiti and from that show from those shows that were there they like they made me want to, to be better. They made me want to be an artist and like side one, um, Kenny Casey's brother, just like he, when he met me and my, my I gave him a small piece that just didn't, it, it, it was cool, but it wasn't me yet. And he was like, thank you. He thanked me for it. He made me believe he's like, you got the fire in you. And I was like, if he's saying that you better keep, you better keep adding and adding kindling to that every night and, and, and do that. And like I never did. The funny thing is, is like you you wish for these things. I never had a solo show at the Known Gallery, but later on, I became great friends with them. I ha I had a one of the prints with Modern Multiples was was in there. That was a long time ago. Like one of the uh, that was my thing. I was like, wow, you're working with these great artists. I want to work with these guys. So I I still am. I am in awe of the the history that goes before me. And, um, that's what that print is about too, is that I feel like it, my hand got to where it's got to be, where I can do those portraits and not be somebody who there's, there's no biting in that. It's completely, and I love that you, it was your kind of, uh, it, it was your idea to like level it up a little and say like, have you tried this embossing? And, 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 and then when I see like, how it's coming out and and what you we've created it's it's a complete yeah it, it's a complete evolution in one piece and and i i gave out you know sometimes you feel like did i mention that i will look at that thing and everything is on there like every everything is on there and it's and it's it's when people say it's told through your voice it's like that's the way i sing that's the way the the way it sounds and I love that. And I love that going on to like, this is capping out the year in 2020, which has been like a complete, you know, a roller coaster, rough, tough, emotionally, and, and also beautiful in that the bloom and 2021 is the bloom of it. And like this, seeing this style of print and I, I'm really excited to, to grow forward from this.
Well, that's a, that's a beautiful, I mean, I think, uh, I, I mean, I, there's a thousand things going through my head right now, but I think you have said it all in so many beautiful ways. Let's see. I, it. I held this up because, because, because it starts with doing what you love and it was the sketch. And like, this is all the little cuts and all the little pieces of, of paper. I mean, I sat with it for every, I did it at night and it's got all of the imagery and things that like the bull and I could go through all of these, like the bull is my, is my dad in, in mm. the ring. And my brother made this ring for my dad. And, and, and it also is an homage to Picasso in the bull. And, um, I, these are people that I, I know and met and people I've met on walls and museums and it's, and it's you and you're in there. Uh, one X run <laughs> is there in many words, but I have the original at home today. Amazing. And, uh, took it out and yeah risky is on there and and that was cool too you guys visited the treehouse in the uh that in we that did made with mark. we did we made a short film um with mark mcginnis uh it had to be 13 or 14 um and it's really cool because your contemporaries um are contemporaries right the ones that we're immediately affected by that are maybe a, a 10 or uh, years older than us. The one thing that I learned from um, working with risk or being around the known gallery, or we published Zess's book, we did projects with revoke when he moved to Detroit. There's a reason why that those guys are some of the greatest artists in the world is because they work harder than anybody else. Nobody realized that until you stand next to them and it's 5 AM and they've been 12, 14 hours on a wall and they're still, thinking about how they can make it better. And I think learning from them, it, it, not even learning, but if I, if you stood in known gallery and you said, what does this mean? It means perseverance to be excellent, right? Excellence. Like, what does it mean to be excellent? Like when you're nothing, you come from nothing, you live in a place that they told you you're not going to become anything. The one inspiration is excellence. Every human has an opportunity to strive for excellence. They have to be shown the way. How were we shown the way? Well, we just watched these guys that were just like around, right? Or, you know, we followed them, um, whatever it was on their social media accounts or through their websites at the time or by, you know, train spotting um, freights or, you know, by visiting cities and seeing artwork and going, how do these guys do it? How do they do that much at that intensity, at that uh, quantity? And I think, you're right. I mean, look, if, if we are living in any sort of wake, like I'm, I'm on that wave. Right. And I feel like I was like, man, I sat there and watched like rhyme and risk paints mural in Detroit. I think it was like maybe 2012 or 2013. And I just went home that night and I said, there's a reason why they're the best. They work harder than everybody else. So like, if I take that as my mantra that I'm going to work as hard as I can, whatever is within my my skill set, whatever is in your skill set, that's what you're teaching me in this conversation. Then yeah. I know that I can be as good as I can be, up to my potential, up to my personal excellence. Complete. And you know, if you if you if you talk, talk to Jason and you explain that to him, maybe he wouldn't quite comprehend it in its context um, yeah. because it has a more of elaborate explanation. He might not be able to communicate that, articulate it, but. Um, but, you know, it's really cool to be able to share that. I feel so much about our early days and this edition that we worked on together and how our energy. I'm going to tell you something very true, honest. I had put a list of artists that we were thinking about working with together in the beginning of the year for the 10 year. And then, you know, COVID happened and, you know, things changed and, and we just kind of like, you know, we're in triage mode for a long time. And 
Um, and then I started working on the 10 year kind of right around skate day, which was in the middle of June or July rather. And, you know, it was like, just coincidentally, like we were chatting and I was like, boom, this idea came to my mind. Um, actually the last artist that signed on, um, as part of the 10 years, 10 artists, I didn't even know who the 10th artist. I had seven, I had four, I had three. And then, uh, you text me and he's like, yeah, I'm back in the United States. I know that he had got stuck in, um, in New Zealand, um, because he was there right before, um, you know, the lockdown and, and he was like, I'm back. And I was like, I called him right away. And I was like, dude, I'm working on this. And he's like, I'm working on this idea. And I was like, and that was like literally three weeks ago. So up until three weeks ago, this basically one month before the anniversary, we have to come up with all this collateral content, marketing stuff, all these, you know, we have to have product, right? We have to have a print, we have to make something. And I didn't even know what it was. And so it, it felt very organic. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of people that I may have missed or opportunities that I may have um, not um, identified. Well, all it was essentially was, it was an inert shared energy that I had with people, mostly through text or through a, a direct message or over email. And I was like, boom, I just saw it. It, it, it naturally flowed like, like that. When you said it, I didn't even, I looked down and I was like 10 years. Wow. This is, this has been 10 years that we've been doing this together. And oh, uh, cool. what, what was the, the title of that? The piece is, um, a young hunger, I think, is that what I named it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, that's what I want to approach it. I, appro- I approach every day with the same, the, with a young hunger. Like I want to, I want that to be, I want that to be my 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 movement every day. It's just like like you were like day one, like like that you it just is. started, like you're making stickers and you don't know what you're doing again. Like you're like, you're sitting there and you want, you're looking through the window of the gallery and you're like, I want to be in there or, and then you realize that every little thing that you went, every hater or every, everything that was happened was supposed to happen. So you could go through this, you know, this Candyland game that is your life. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, um, Gregory, I just want to say thank you so much for spending some time with me today, um, coming on the show, um, talking about our shared history. It's been really fun. Thank you so much. It, it's been a, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And I'll meet I'll meet you in person soon too. <laughs> there we go. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. This podcast is produced and edited by Connor Anderson, and the intro music was composed by DJ Des Andres. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>